Welcome to Radio Plasma, space dedicated to the exchange of ideas, conversations, stories, music, performances, and randomness. Listen at radioplasma.com. Also, we are on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, TuneIn, and Stitcher. I'm your producer and host, Johan Rashivega, and today we're going to talk about receipts. Yeah, those small pieces of paper we are handled every day, every time we make a purchase. And it's important to talk about this because... There's a lot of information you may not be aware of. That's why today we're going to talk about a campaign that it's been in the works and now is ready to be spread out because it's important to know that it's best not to take that receipt. And that's why today we have here Ali Pinchmit and also I want to welcome Jalen, Haley and Delina who are the creators and the people behind this project. Don't take that receipt. Welcome and thank you for being here. <laughs> thank, thank you. you. Thank you. <laughs> so let's start by knowing you. How are you involved in this project? What is this project? Oh, well, this project was introduced to me by Girls Inc. because I was in the summer program and it's my time to work. And they brought it up and told me, oh, it's about PPA and then receipts. And like, I had no idea what that was. And it just made me feel really curious and wanting me to get to know more about it. And it's really interesting learning about everything that's going on. So I'm actually really happy I got involved in it. <laughs> um, this campaign was introduced to me by CareerPoint through the Summer Works program. And when they told me about it, I really thought it was just talking to people about like saving trees. Like they didn't really <laughs> explain it to me much. So when I started working with them, I started learning about the dangers of BPA and what's on receipts, and I, it hit a soft spot in my heart, and I wanted to inform people, and I really like being here. So, how's it been during this summer, being involved in this project? What has been your, your work? What have you been doing, uh, aside of what you have learned from this project and from this campaign? So, um, we each have something that we bring to the table, me, I'm a writer, I like to write, so I've learned how to send professional emails. I've emailed people like the mayor, city councilors, people like that. Um, I've also picked up some public speaking skills from going to store to store and talking to people about BPA, so yeah. Well, my role mainly that I like to focus on is more like the techie stuff. <laughs> Um, like whenever there needs to be like an update for the website, I look into it, I see how I can fit it in with everything else. And I mainly like to give the presentations and talk to people and tell more people about it. I just kind of go along with everybody else. I don't really do too, too, too much, but I just try to see and make sure that everyone's comfortable with what's being put out there and what's being put in our website and everything that we make. Knowing that you are involved in the technical side of things is a guarantee that you are doing an amazing job on that on that side because it's, it's something that I know I experienced you master pretty quick and pretty well. So from what you already got the opportunity of learning creating media in this space before, how did you go to apply it on, on this current project? Um, hmm. Well, it just depends on the software that I use and everything that I go through with and like how I put things in. 
but I feel like it was really useful knowing all of the prior things that I learned in the studio. And like I'm really comfortable with a computer and like with doing different things. So I feel like it really did help. <laughs> like when the computers don't want to work, it gets really annoying and it's overwhelming, but like I've worked over that. <laughs> so Delina, what is this project? What is the importance of creating awareness about the BPA and about this campaign of don't take the receipt? Well, it's, it's something that I think most people aren't aware of that there even is BPA on receipts. Like I think there's more awareness now about um, BPA and like plastics and bottles. People probably heard about, you know, them taking out baby bottles in particular because BPA has been associated with, you know, development issues in children and, you know, that's the last thing you want a little baby to, to be exposed to. But what people don't know is that it's also used as a thermal coating on receipt paper now that, that receipts aren't printed anymore, that they are developed sort of like a photo. And the coating that they use to do that is full of BPA and its cousin BPS and BPF and all, it's like 15 or 16 variations of them. And so some things will say now, oh, we're BPA free, but then it's got BPS or, you know, one of these other alternatives that have been associated with the same health problems, which go from like depression and high blood pressure to, you know, infertility and memory issues and all of these things. And so, well, um, Ali was inspired to, first of all, start with a video to explain, you know, and to get the information out there. And she also wanted to do like uh, on the ground campaign where you physically go to you know people who can make the decisions like store owners and managers who can actually like make a change today you know to stop cashiers in particular from being exposed because they're working with them all day long and so last summer was the video and this summer is the campaign and so we've just been doing that like trying to talk to as many owners as we can to just get them to swap out the paper or switch to e-receipts or just only print receipts if the customer asks for them, like whatever we can do to limit the exposure. Because it's like, why be exposed to this like unnecessary chemical if you don't, if you don't have to? And now thinking about how much of this way of printing the receipts is pretty much everywhere. It gets me thinking, for the business point of view, is cheaper to print out receipts this way? Or aside of the email, the electronic version of a, of a receipt, what are the alternatives available that don't involve this type of material, this type of paper? that could be maybe, in a way, saying going back to the former way of printing out receipts. Is, is there any alternative that you know of? Um, so I would say this is a, like a social issue and health problem that doesn't have an easy solution. Um, but there are easy tips that people can take to reduce their exposure. So there isn't really a magic bullet um, that every store could adopt easily, you know, without maybe a price hike or having to get um, you know, new technology in their store or having to set up an email receipt system. So there isn't one magic solution. So, but we have kind of a tier of suggestions um, for store managers, for 
cashiers and for the average customer or, or daily like average shopper. So for managers, we do kind of the ultimate ask is, you know, see if you can switch to an e-receipt system. If you can't, then do what you can to reduce the amount of receipts that you're giving out. And so some people really want their receipt if it's an item, you know, that they may be returning, but on average, most people don't need their receipt. You know, if they're buying some milk, they're probably not going to return it. Or if they're at, you know, a fast food place, they're probably not going to return their fries and their burgers. They, they likely don't need the receipt. So really just as a, you know, as a store, waiting for someone to ask for the receipt or, or put, like establishing a policy that we won't print receipts unless you ask for one. So just minimizing that exposure in those transactions. You're going to save a lot of paper, you're going to save a lot of water and resources, and you're going to be reducing people's exposure to these chemicals. Um, so that's kind of the ultimate thing. We, we do um, kind of recommend switching to phenol-free papers, which won't have any of these endocrine-disrupting chemicals. The unfortunate side to that is that the other alternatives have not been fully tested, so there isn't one clear forerunner in that group that we know is not associated by research with other health hazards or environmental hazards. So we do have a list of, of like vendors that people can go to online and purchase phenol-free receipts, and we do recommend that as what we hope is a better option, but really the research isn't out there and some of those manufacturers aren't even declaring what's inside their receipts. They're just saying they're phenol-free. But that is you know, what we hope is a better option, at least in terms of the endocrine-disrupting properties. Yeah, isn't there one that's like supposed to be vitamin C and then which was it that tested the paper and there's like no vitamin C? Yeah, so, <laughs> so we're kind of allied with some other um, national groups that are that are working on receipt issues as well and so one of them the Ecology Center tested over 200 receipts um, and found that actually most receipts now have BPS in them it's like 80 some percent so they there's been this big like move away from BPA because it has a bad rep but they just moved to BPS which isn't doing anyone any favors except thinking that they're safer and they're not and so one manufacturer though says we're phenol free we use we use vitamin C but the Ecology Center tested it and did, there was no detectable amounts of vitamin C in it. So we're wondering what is the other property in there and what is that doing for people as well. So, you know, it's, we're recommending that, but it's, it's not, like I said, like a, a clear win-win solution. So it kind of beyond moving from e-receipts, reducing your, the amount of receipts you give out, switching your paper, um, you know, we ask that managers remove hand sanitizers from um, the workstations because it's been proven that hand sanitizers increase the risk of um, the amount of, or increase the amount of BPA and BPS going into your bloodstream um, as, and like Delina mentioned, also having just wet or greasy hands can increase it by like tenfold. Um, so just like educating cashiers is important. Um, and then providing gloves or just like finger gloves so you're not using as much plastic in the gloves. Um, and you know, folding the receipts inside in so at least you're reducing exposure a little bit. Um, and so there's things that cashiers could do that day. You know, they could fold it a different way. They could just be aware of the fact that it has this chemical on it so they're not you know, crumpling them up and like handling them for long periods of time but merely just kind of grabbing them with two fingers and you know, giving them or throwing them away. Um, so and we also ask that if stores don't need to print receipts for their own records that they stop doing that because that's just, you know, we've all seen stores that just print, 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 print receipts and then no one's taking them or the person takes it and they throw it away. Like it's, it's kind of a waste of so many resources and a toxin. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Thinking about like some of the other things that people do with receipts, 
like in our video in the video that they did last summer like it's so funny there's like a person like blotting their lipstick like dabbing the grease off of their pizza with the receipt and it's not made up like there was an observational study done at UMass and I think it was like 2% of the population did some of these things with receipts. Like she observed them like using it as a straw and like just, you know, lots of creative ways um, that receipts were not designed to be used and not the greatest considering, you know, what's, what's on them. With our campaign and with the, the funny video that we made last year, really the goal is to just let people know what this issue is because people can automatically change their behavior right away. And people do. Like We hear people say all the time, like, oh, I saw your video. It, it kind of changed my life. I don't handle receipts anymore. I don't do this. Now I know and I tell people. So really like kind of the ultimate goal is just educating people so that they can make smarter decisions. Yeah, and actually going into the video, this is really funny and creative way to make a compelling message and create the awareness of the risks and information that most of us did not knew at all. It is actually happening with all the receipts we receive every day. Mm-hmm. So yes, I definitely can see what Dolina says about someone utilizing for removing degrees from the pizza or for any other type of creative uses that usually we do with anything we have at hand. Mm-hmm. And because we don't know what is in this material, in this receipt, we have no idea what are we doing to ourselves. We are contributing to damaging our health little by little. So this video is an an eye-opener in a very creative way Mm -hmm. because it's not the type of messages that usually tend to be this yellow, alarming, urgent type of messages that are stress-inducing is a really funny way and a really creative approach to our reality that we all live, that we all do. And it creates this awareness of we need to know about what we are being handled every day and what can we do to reduce that impact, not only for ourselves, but for everybody around us because Yeah, receipts are handled to us everywhere we go, everywhere we do a transaction. And especially thinking on folks who actually need to take those receipts, thinking about nonprofits that they need to submit those receipts in order to get the reimbursement for, for those expenses, thinking about people who actually utilize those receipts to submitted for rebates in order to get some money back, uh, knowing about many people who use coupons or, or apps to you know, make right. their income to stretch it out a little bit more. They need those receipts. Right. So it's important to know how to handle them at least mm-hmm. so we are not that exposed, so we are not putting ourselves that much at risk. Right. So this is a really important campaign. And Ali, about that video, is another beautiful work that involved a lot of people here in Holyoke, because I remember uh, there was a casting for it, and it was all filmed and produced locally here in the city. So if you can give us a little bit of info on that. Sure, sure. The whole project started um, about two years ago, and um, we were lucky to get funding from the Toxics Use Reduction Institute to make this film. And so myself and another filmmaker and four youth in Holyoke partnered together to really like make it all happen. And so 
you know, each youth was kind of in a different department and together we like wrote the video, you know, wrote the story and kind of workshopped it all together and put all of our brains together to, to kind of think of what would be funny and what would kind of get people in and how do we get these messages across. Um, and we also partnered with um, Dr. Laura Vandenberg at the University of Massachusetts um, and had some other advisors. So, but we, we, yeah, we had a casting call at the Holyoke Public Library. And so most of the people that came out for it um, were Holyoke residents or live nearby. Um, with that grant, we were able to actually pay everyone for all of their hours involved in the project. And so that was all the pre-production hours in terms of making props and scouting locations and um, doing costumes and you know communicating everything together and then for the filming and then for the editing. Um, so it was such a fun, fun, fun process. We filmed actually at the River Valley Co-op um, in Northampton. We had to film at night because they were closed during, or you know, they were closed then, and that's the only time that we could access their store. So it was like three long nights and just a lot of fun. The main star in the film, um, Dolly, like her, her whole family was actually in the film. Her husband was in the film, and her two kids were in the film, and um, it was just really fun and funny to be a part of. Um, and we just like we're trying to carry humor with us throughout this whole campaign. So we're trying to make the campaign be one that's kind of light and one that people want to be a part of. And we'll probably talk about this soon, but we're actually having a big event for the community in one week um, at the library. And we really just want it to be fun. So we're going to have like a, a funny skit where um, we're all involved talking about like the funny things that happened during the store to store outreach this summer, the different like reactions that we had, the different conversations that came up. We're going to show our video. We're going to have like fun raffles and music and food. And um, yeah, we want people to get excited about public health and like not be scared to the point of not doing anything, but like enjoy getting informed and, and feeling empowered. Uh, Haley, Jeline. During the time you have been working, supporting this project and reaching out to people, what has been the response, the reactions that you have seen from people when you make this awareness? Well, there's been good and bad. <laughs> yeah. Because um, I know when I talk, like when I talked to Girls Inc., the whole community there, they were really interested about it, and like they're like, oh, this like this affects the girls. Like they need to know about this. We need to make sure we tell them about this. But then, like, there's others that, like, aren't too interested, but they want to talk, like, they don't mind it. And actually, Haley reached out to Dr. Zreich, and he actually directed us to the... The Director of Health and Wellness, yeah. Cynthia Carboni. <laughs> and she was more than interested. She thought, <laughs> we asked her, do you know what BPA is? And she's like, yeah, I don't buy anything with BPA. I don't, I don't support that. We're like... Do you know BPA is on receipts? What? I can't believe that. I take receipts all the time. So, you know, there's people who like to be informed and there's people who just really just don't care for it. And another thing with the woman, the director of health, I actually went to the school department a little while back and they literally have a board with our things on there, like our cards. They have little cards for people to grab and you could tell people are grabbing them. And I'm like, I was really excited to see that people are trying to help us. And um, we also try reaching out to the mayor. And Haley, you want to speak more on that? Um, <laughs> I've reached out to the mayor several times. I've yet to hear back, but I have faith that he cares <laughs> about the citizens in Holyoke and he will reach back, hopefully. Soon. Yeah. <laughs> and we've had a lot of like stores that are really interested and that really care. Mm -hmm. And like we've had some that hear about it and they're like, oh, 
um, and like they're really like, so we have to like remind them, this isn't gonna kill you, you'll be okay. Um, but like there's a good amount of people in Holyoke that are interested in it, you just gotta really find them. But there's a, also a good amount that are like, oh, well, like we're working, you know, and they're just like, you know, they're just in it to be in it and they don't really mind it and they don't really care and they don't have like funding or money to get anything to really fix it. So we're just trying to make sure we get the little things to them and we're just trying to tell as many people as we can, no matter what the circumstances. The little successes right. go into the biggest one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and basically that's why uh, I was asking at the beginning uh, about any possible alternatives instead of using this specific paper that is the one causing this, this whole problem. But yeah, when we're talking about some practices in businesses and sometimes just to keep pushing to businesses to utilize specific type of resources for their businesses to make it more functional. Yeah, it becomes like the standard is sometimes even really hard to think or find other possibilities. But at least with this campaign is not just to tell, oh, you have to stop using the paper with BPA in it. At least know what are the risks and how you can handle them, how this can be managed into creating a more safe environment, not only for your customers, but for your employees, for yourself as a business owner, because everyone is exposed to this, to this material. Mm-hmm. What do you think of the video as a way to support and to bring this information? <laughs> well, I love how the video is, and I love that, like, the video comes out as more of a, you know, fun kind of way of giving information, not like something you see on Netflix, oh, public health, and then like you kind of skip over it to get to the good stuff. It's not boring, like there's stuff in there that you can laugh to, that you can relate to, that you can see and you'll be like, oh my gosh, yes, and you'll be like having a good time watching it. Um, it's just like really interesting and I feel like it's a good way to get it out there. And like every time I see it, I'm chilling watching it, I like it. It's like you can't get bored of it really. Yeah, we've watched the video well over 15 times. All and, like, those views. Every time, every time we watch it, like when we do a presentation, you hear us re-saying the stuff in the video because it sticks with you and it's not something that you just, you're like, okay, when is this going to be over? No, you want to keep watching it. It's an interesting video. It's <laughs> funny. You can see it at um, BPA. Dash Freed. <laughs> and we're going to include the link of, of the video so all of our audience can watch it on, on the posting of this session on radioplasma.com because that's the goal. The video is possibly one of the most engaging tools to start this conversation, to start talking about those risks, to talk about the awareness and what can we do together in order to take care of the risks and how to handle this, this receipts and these materials. And of course, to keep spreading it out. And to add something else, being proud of how all of this work is made mm-hmm. here. It's made locally in Holyoke by Holyoke Youth, by our own community. That is another element that brings a lot of value to all this work and information because it's not something that sometimes we feel, oh, everything comes from corporates or from these big organizations, from uh, the mayor cities that 
they just cover their generics and they don't actually see the situations happening in local small communities. Mm -hmm. So this is something that actually brings even more of that awareness because it might be possible that we know some of the people yeah. on that video. Yeah. Yes, I watched and I was like, oh, I had a class with that girl. And I'm like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And I also like this idea of like how grassroots it is. Like one of the things that we've been trying to really emphasize is that like people probably have a sense that, oh, if it were bad for me, I would have heard about it. Someone would have banned it. Like things only get banned when consumer groups or ordinary people like us like organize and say like no we don't want this in our mm -hmm. community we don't want this in our households and it just sort of gets escalated up the ladder as more and more people learn and support you know and so this is how it starts you know and to connect with the other groups that are doing this work and to have like gotten the attention of the attorney general of, of Massachusetts we just miss having a, a meeting with her. We just missed it. Um, but I think it's really important for especially like the youth that are working with us to see that like just an ordinary person can say, okay, I'm gonna rent an office. I'm gonna, you know, get together with the people that I know who have this set of skills and like just sort of like get out there and do do what I can with what I have without a giant budget, without, you know, all of these things to just like take what you've got and start something. We have the video, we have the campaign. And now what are gonna be the next steps? Um, so we also have a petition too, um, that's for Holyoke residents or anyone who shops in Holyoke. Um, so we can also give you that link. So we're basically, that's just our way of trying to show um, you know, businesses and um, other folks that people really care about this issue. Um, so yeah, we have the video, we have our website, which has a whole bunch of tips and facts and like action steps. So if people want to do something more than just change their own behavior, we have actual printed cards that people can print from home and give to cashiers as they shop that have tips on the back and have a link to the video. We have the same for managers, that's more um, complete, that gives managers like this whole host of changes that they can make in their store. Um, that are all printable from our website and so that's also um, a part of our store to store campaign and we're tracking all the data so we can like track what changes are actually happening um, and you know we're, we're kind of just now launching our social media campaign to really get the video out and all of this is going to continue on past the summer we just received another grant from the toxics use reduction institute thank goodness <laughs> we're so grateful um, so we can um, yeah continue working in holyoke and then beyond in the fall and in the spring so the goal is to really um, work in a lot of different cities and, and towns in western massachusetts um, especially ones where a lot of people are employed doing retail work um, you know working at fast food restaurants and you know, the pharmacies and the endless chains and all of the stuff who are handling um, receipts and food together <laughs> on a daily basis so that people are informed. And we're also trying to get media attention too. So again, that's um, one reason that we're having this big event next week is to invite the public to kind of have this hour of fun and information with us and invite media there too so they can be writing articles and, and getting the word out much farther than we can on our own. How is it for Haley and Jaylene to be involved in a project like this? I guess when you started, you were just coming with, with the idea of doing a summer job, but now that you are involved into this and you know all this information, how do you feel being part of this? Um, I can definitely say I want to keep working with them. 
through the school year. This is something that I really enjoyed doing and I didn't think I was gonna enjoy it as much as I do now. And I like making a difference and informing people about this because it's not something that you hear every day. And I take this home with me. Like I, I would go to the store and I'll be like, did you know that that receipt right there? Yep, that one that you're touching has BPA on it. Oh, you don't know what BPA is? And I just, I tell them like, it's something that I really enjoy doing. Well, for me, like, I love the fact that we're, we're in like my city. <laughs> like, it just feels good knowing that I'm here and like I'm doing something for not only myself, but for everyone else. Because I love being able to like help others and like, give them just a good opportunity to help themselves. And like, yeah, I came in thinking like, oh, it's just a summer job. I just gotta get through it, gotta get my money, you know? Cause that's how everyone else thought about it. But like, once I started looking into it and like learning all these cool things, like I'm really like passionate about it. I'm like, okay, like this is my life now. <laughs> um, like my mom will look at me weird and she'll be like, mm-hmm, or like, She'll mess with me and start rubbing the receipt on me, like, oh, you have a BPA, I'm like, stop. <laughs> and so like, I feel like it's really good and like having it local and just having it, like having a thing that we know is here and that we can start here and that we can fix it here with all the people that we know and care about. And it's really good and it's a really good feeling. And like knowing that we're all women and that we're doing something to change this and like, yes. it's really good to feel powerful and like knowing that you can do something that Probably back then people were like, oh, just go clean or something or go do this, go do that. Knowing that we can stay, like we can stand up and we can make a change with the people that are with us all the way through. So it's a really good feeling. Yes, yes. <laughs> and I love seeing that, um, that empowerment that you are owning and that you are carrying with you is some, something so inspiring. Because, uh, and Ali, I want to thank you for doing that as well because seeing how our youth, our local teenagers are being nurtured and taken care of, regardless where they are and which program they may be participating at, uh, at, at one point in time, is knowing that they are being well taken care of. <laughs> and I want to thank you for that because it's, it really fills me with pride to see that you are doing this, that you feel this way, that you are not only feeling good for earning some money doing a summer job but you are doing something that it makes sense to you and it makes sense and it contributes a lot for the community and they're making like big decisions it's not like you know like the joke is like interns like you get the coffee or whatever like they designed the logo that we're using like oh. if they were working at mcdonald's or something you can be like you know what i have ideas for <laughs> you know i don't think this color shade is really you like no it's like get on the fries but something mm -hmm. like this like you have a major impact and you can mm -hmm. completely shape you know help shape the directions that we go mm -hmm. Holyoke Public Library is going to be the venue for this event and it's going to be on which day, Dali? So it's Wednesday, August 15th from 2 to 3 at the big community room, right, um, as you go into the public library on your right. So it's just one hour. Um, like I said, we're going to make it as fun and as kind of information-packed as, as possible. We're going to have some big petitions on the wall and big kind of graffiti boards that people can contribute their thoughts to. We're going to have little stations where people can learn about where BPA and BPS is and other places, because it's actually not even just receipts, it's like anything that's printed on thermal paper, which is really huge. Um, I just learned recently it's on 
um, like blood draw labels. It's on cardio printouts at the hospital. It's on um, like all the labels that are made in a um, in the section of a grocery store, like for breads and for cheeses. So it's really, it's, you know, it's on parking tickets. It's they on movie that. tickets. Yeah. It's on you know pretty much anything that is is printed these days in that way. Um, and you know, kind of the test for for seeing if it has one of these phenols and seeing if it's a, a thermal paper is just scratching the paper with like a hard object, like a pen or something. And if it leaves a mark, then you know it's thermal paper and likely has BPA or BPS on it. So this is an important piece of information for everybody to know and also to enjoy and feel proud about all the work that has been made locally by our youth. And all this information and the video, you can find all this uh, on the website, uh, bpa-free.me. Of course, this link is also available in the posting of this episode on radioplasma.com. Anything else you would like to add? I don't know. It's just like I feel like we've all gotten really close, and it's just yes. really cool having somebody, you know, there that thinks kind of like you and just, you know, being able to be with people that understand. I don't know. I, we've, I'm not, I, I feel like maybe I'm exaggerating a bit, but <laughs> you guys are like, you guys have become my second family, like 10.30 to 4 every day. And we're always together. We don't have a big office. You know, we're not even a foot apart. <laughs> we're always together. We've gotten close, and we all have our eyes set on the same goal, and I just hope that we can reach it. And I don't know if we mentioned it yet, but there's also four other people on our team, so yes. there's eight of us. There's eight this summer. women. Women. <laughs> women. Women power in the house. <laughs> yes, that's, that's always something beautiful to, to appreciate and to honor because this teamwork is inspiration, not only for yourselves, but also for more of our youth in the community that they can relate and they can feel that connection seeing, yes, it can be done because you are doing it. And this opportunity on Wednesday the 15th it's another way to keep engaging with, with the community, not only to create this awareness and spread it out, but also to maybe continuing with other possible projects that are as important as this one, that you can keep bringing this message now that you know how to connect and how to bring yourselves up by working together and maybe bringing more people to the team. So thank you for sharing this information and thank you for being here. Yeah. Thank you so much for having us. <laughs> Thank you to Ali, Delina, Jaylene, and Haley for sharing this information about the receipts, about the awareness of VPA on the receipts. And yeah, now you know. Don't take that receipt. Check the video. <laughs> and I hope that we can get to meet on the 15th at Holy Public Library. And again, all this information, including the video, is available on our website, radioplasma.com. Thank you so much, ladies, for being here. <laughs> and with this, we conclude this session at the Radio Plasma Studio here in the Gandara Youth Development Center in Holyoke, Mass. I'm your producer and host, Johan Rashi Vega. Thank you for listening. <laughs>